Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you. Here we go again. Another Sunday, another talk. I'm not sure if I'm ready. I know this is not my first time doing this. I should be more confident, but I always worry what people will think. Will I do a good job? Oh man, I'm so insecure. Come on, it's God's word and it's powerful. But what if I don't put it across clearly? Will it make sense? Will anyone be listening? I've put a lot of work into this, but will that be enough? Maybe I'm just not good enough. Okay, smile. That always works. Put on your brave face, Sim. Let's do this. Well, hey, Freedom Church. I'm just kind of wondering, do any of you have a battle going on in your mind right now? Does anyone else have this ongoing internal conversation? I remember a moment when I was first, um, we were on lockdown and I got ill and before we had tests and I didn't know it was COVID, but I was isolated in my bedroom for seven days. And I just remember opening up my phone and looking at my newsfeed and seeing all the news stories of what was going on around the world and just thinking, is this me next? And my head and my thought life, especially middle of the night, would suddenly get out of control and I would start reading the news and finding the stories that told me what I was wanting to hear rather than focusing on the good news story instead. And I got sidetracked. My, my mind got out of control. It's so easy to do. Our mind is an amazing thing. In Philippians 1, it says these words. Above all, it says, you must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. Don't be intimidated, it says, in any way by your enemies. This will be a sign to them that they are going to be destroyed, that you are going to be saved even by God himself. For you have been given not only the privilege of trusting in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for him. And then he says these words, we are in this struggle together. You have seen my struggle in the past and you know that I am still in the midst of it. Those words were written by the writer Paul while he was in prison. And some of you may remember last year we did that teaching series on flourishing in isolation and the four incredible books that Paul wrote while he was inside in prison. And he talks there about this struggle. I'm having this struggle, but I'm telling you it's a privilege. This struggle. And I think the struggle Paul speaks of is not about his captors. It's not about the Roman soldiers, the the Roman Empire. It's not about those who disagreed with him. I believe Paul's struggle was his mind, the mind that says the desire of the flesh is all around me, the whispers of the devil in our ear, the lies he tells us, the daily temptation of the world all intersect inside our mind. Paul struggles, our struggles, our mind is where our battles are won and lost. Selwyn Hughes said these words, to win the battle of the mind is to win one of the greatest areas of your life. It is said that no real change can take place until a person's thinking is changed. 
until a person's thinking is changed. That's the battle. If you change your thinking, you can change your life. And I know some of you will be thinking, oh, here we go, is that positive thinking, mumbo-jumbo, new age kind of weird stuff, really? I believe that positive thinking is not a replacement for God, but it is a response to God. And why is it that people complain about positive thinking tend to be quite negative people? I mean, you can work that out for yourself. You think, well, it's not me, then who knows? Nudge the person next to you, look at them and say, it's not me. <laughs> it's not me. There we go. But I want to spend the next four weeks looking at this battle for your mind that each one of us is experiencing. And how can we win the war within? How can we win that war? Your mind is amazing. It's amazing, but there is a battle going on within it. And if we can understand this, I think we can see transformation in our lives and in our community. So my big thought for you today is your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thought. Think about that for a moment. Your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thought. And this is not just a well-meant uh, intention. This is straight out of the word of God. In Romans chapter 8, verse 5, it says these words. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. Those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. That underlying word there, think, those that think sinful things will do sinful stuff. Those that think Holy Spirit thoughts will do Holy Spirit stuff. Your, your life is directed by your thoughts. What comes into our mind comes out in our life. Marcus Aurelius said these words, our life is what our thoughts make it. Our life is what our thoughts make it. Your thoughts are powerful. Your mind is powerful. One thought can change everything. Every great thing, every great thing you have ever done started with a thought. Unfortunately, every dumb thing you have ever done, <laughs> every stupid thing you've ever got yourself caught out in started with a thought. A thought began everything. Your mind is the start of every reaction. When something happens to you, there is a thought process that says, what will I do in response to the news I've just received, the information I've got, the activity that someone's just done to me? How do I respond starts in our mind. It's powerful. And Paul, the writer in Romans chapter 7, says these words. He said, I don't really understand it. I don't understand myself. For I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. The mind is powerful, more powerful than our actions. Sometimes we can do things we don't want to do or don't do things we do want to do. You know that moment where you're, you're telling yourself, I don't need more ice cream. I don't need to go to the freezer. I don't need to have extra dessert at 10.30 at night. But you find yourself opening the freezer while you're telling yourself, I don't need what you're grabbing. And you get the spoon out the drawer and you dig into that tub of ice cream. You're telling yourself something, but you're doing something very different. It is a powerful concept. The mind can lead us and changes the way we do things. Now, the brain and the mind are different things. The brain is part of our physical body, but our mind controls the brain. It is literally mind over matter. 
I have found the writing, and I would recommend, uh, there's many books, but I'd recommend this one from Dr Caroline Leaf. Dr Caroline Leaf is a neuroscientist and uh, she is also a Christian and has written this beautiful book about, called Switch on Your Brain, The Power of the Mind. And in this book, she tells us a story of when she was learning 30 plus years ago, she was in medical college. And she was told by her uh, teachers, her professors, that the brain was fixed. It was a machine. And if the machine got broken, then all you could do is just make do with what you had left. You had just to manage your circumstances. But as a Christian, Dr. Caroline Relief believed, believed that she knew that scripture in Romans 12 says that we can be transformed through the renewing of our mind. And surely if the mind can be renewed, then we can be transformed, then the, the brain could change and transform. And she looked into that, and along with other neuroscientists over the last few years, they've realised that the, the brain is not fixed. In fact, the brain keeps on renewing itself. It is what they call neuroplastic. It keeps on changing and adapting constantly, all the time it adapts. As we think, we change the physical nature of our brain. In fact, it's even proven that as we think, we can change our DNA. Strands get affected by the way that we think. And this has been blowing my mind. I asked the team here, I've been walking around the office going, do you know an invisible thought can change your physical matter? I mean, think about that for a moment. Your thoughts physically change your brain. They change the way it thinks, the way it does business. Your, your brain is powerful, but your mind controls your brain. And a simple thought transforms the physical shape of your brain. Dr. Caroline Leaf said these words, your mind is the most powerful thing in the universe after God. That's quite a statement to make. Your mind's the most powerful thing in the universe after God. She also talked in the book around neurogenesis, this idea that every single day, every morning you wake up, there are new brain cells that you get to use to rewire your bad thinking and replace it with good thinking instead. Every day you wake up and your brain is renewed. Every day you wake up and God's mercies are new, his faithfulness that sustains us is new every single morning and so is your mind quite literally. So if according to neuroscientists and according to the Bible that battles in the, the life are won and lost in the mind, how do we come to that? How do we deal with that? If there is a battle going on in mind, I don't know about you, but that battle between faith and fear, that battle between, um, I don't know, <laughs> should I stay in bed for five minutes more this morning? That's a standard thought for many people. That's the first battle of the day. Do I jump out of bed and go, thank you, Jesus, for a lovely day? Or do I moan about how early it is? And we need to recognise there is a battle going on within, a battle sometimes between faith and fear. You know, we can't resolve a conflict that we don't recognise we're in the middle of. So it starts with recognising there is a battle going on in our mind, that we can be full of spiritual confidence one day and the next day we don't believe anything is possible. It's a subtle lie that affects all of us. You know, words like, um, you can't trust people. You won't succeed. God doesn't hear your prayers. 
she doesn't love you, he doesn't love you. You will never amount to much. You will always struggle and be poor. You will never make a difference. Those kind of thoughts, they are toxic and they affect our behaviour because we train our mind to think those things repeatedly, it becomes our normal everyday activity. It affects our behaviour. Proverbs 23 says these words, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. As you think, you become. What you think, you become. What we think is who we become. If you think you can't, you probably won't. If you think you can, you possibly will. If you think you're a victim, you will likely become a victim. If you think you can overcome through prayer, through the power of Jesus, then you will overcome. I challenge you to think for a moment what you think about. In the studio, think, what do you think about? Are you more of a warrior or are you a peaceful person? Are you more negative than positive? Do you think, oh, the world is such a mess? Or do you think, no, God is with me? Are your thoughts about the world and the world's issues, are they on eternal concepts? Do you worry about what you have, what you wear, how many followers you got on social media? Or do you just say, I know that God is with me, has given me spiritual gifts to use to bless those around me? You cannot have a positive life when your mind is full of negative thoughts. Your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thought. Does that statement excite you? Are you glad about your strongest thought, your desire, where it's taking you? Are you excited about the direction of your strongest thoughts or are you consumed with negativity? You know, you're, we talked earlier about your, your mind affecting your physical brain, the chemical setup. You know, in your mind, you actually have a legal drug. Yep, it's free, it's a legal drug, it's called dopamine. And dopamine is this drug that exists and it reacts to compliments. It reacts to being loved and being celebrated. It reacts when someone says good things about you, you get this hit of a legal high. You, you know, when, when you get people liking you on social media, you think, oh, I feel special, I feel better. And it gives you this kind of hit of your dopamine inside your brain or when you do exercise, or when you have sex, or when you uh, listen to great music, there's like a rush that kind of go, wow. And it's legal and it's a, a chemical in your brain that tells you, yeah, I like what I'm experiencing. And that's what happens. And, and, and the way the brain works is it works on trying to create shortcuts all the time. If it repeats things over and over, your brain thinks, how can I make this thought quicker, easier? Have you ever done that moment, those of you who drive, when you get in your car, you turn the ignition on, you put in the gear and you drive from wherever you're going and you get there and you think, how did I just get here? I don't remember. But when you were learning to drive, every single decision you made, the mirror signal manoeuvre and all that kind of stuff was a big thought. But over time, your brain creates shortcuts and can do things without having to actually think about them. That's a worrying thought right there. <laughs> But here's the thing, every thought you give over and over again creates a fresh pathway, a neural pathway. And the more we think the same thought, we create a natural uh, embedded pathway in our minds. I remember a friend of mine 
who had a really bad back, he was struggling with a bad back, and the only thing that he could do to take away the pain was to walk around his garden. And every day, numerous times, he would walk around his garden. And I remember I went to go see him one day and uh, he took me on this walk around his garden and I literally could see the path he had trodden. It had been worn into his garden. He took the same route every single day, numerous times, because he found moving was the best thing for his back. And he, he wore in this rut into his garden. Because the way that we exercise our mind can create ruts in our mind. We get stuck in ruts away our thinking or it can create healthy rhythms in our mind. That is so, so true about the lies that we believe. We tell ourselves we do it long enough. If we, if we believe the lie for long enough, it becomes our default thinking. Or if we create healthy pathways with godly thoughts, we create new neural pathways. Remember Romans 12, I mentioned it earlier. Don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be renewed by the transformation of your mind. Be renewed. Every time you open up your phone to go on social media to get that dopamine hit of people liking your latest post, maybe instead of doing that, you think, actually, before I do that, I'm going to open up my Bible app. I'm going to read some scripture today. Or maybe when you sit on your sofa and you pick up the remote control and you flick on the TV just to kind of kill a bit of time, you just go, before I do anything else, I'm going to pause and pray for my family today. Pray for my loved ones before I do anything else. Every time my alarm goes off in the morning, do I say, thank you, Jesus, for another great day ahead? Or do I moan about how early it is and it's getting dark outside and I need to go out to work? We all have those different thoughts that can attack us every moment of the day. What choice are you going to make? We're here at Freedom Centre. Some of you have been to visit this new space that we have as a church. It's been brilliant for the activity of Freedom Church. And, and I've really enjoyed being here. But when we first moved in, we had some coded locks put on some of the doors. And I remember one day I was standing, we just moved in, and I was standing at one of these doors, and I could not remember the number. I put in the number from our last offices and I thought that might work, but it didn't work. Um, they had helpfully, the first couple of days, left the number on top of the lock so I could just look at the number and then type it. But someone thought that wasn't very secure and so they took the numbers away. So I had to actually stand there and I was punching and I was getting to the point I was just punching every number. And I was getting a little bit frustrated. Whose silly idea was this? And I'm pushing these buttons. When another member of the team came up behind me and just said, you know, the door's actually unlocked and they leant across and just pushed it and the door opened. And I'd been standing in front of an unlocked door trying to get through. Have you ever had that experience? <laughs> I felt like an absolute fool, but I was very glad for the help of the other person. But you know, we do that in our mind. Some of us are standing behind an unlocked door and we think we can't get through. We think our mind is stopping us from realising there's a better way of doing things. We believe something so strongly, we don't even try and demolish the stronghold that we are facing. 2 Corinthians 10 says, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We have the power of followers of Jesus Christ to have to overcome the strongholds that the devil puts in our ways. But sometimes we allow them to hold us captive. We think we can't change it, so we don't. The door is unlocked, but we assume we will never get through. 
But Jesus says in Revelation 3, I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone wants, if, I, if you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together. That's the story. Jesus said, I'm here. I'm on the other side of this door and it's open and I'm ready to embrace you and have a meal together. But then we think and our mind says to ourselves, I won't be good enough. I am never good enough. But the Bible says that we are chosen, that we are royal, that we are the child of God, that we are a new creation, that we are his friend, that we are our masterpiece. Or maybe you think, I, I just can't get things done. I can never get it all done. But the Bible says we can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. We think, oh, I'm not very attractive. I'm not good looking enough. The Bible says we are fearfully and wonderfully made. He says, oh, I just feel miserable all the time. The joy of the Lord is our strength. I feel all alone. The Bible says, my God is with me. He will never leave me or forsake me. So often what comes into our mind comes out in our lives, but it's just not true. Jesus is truth. He is the way, the truth and the life. And he stands on the other side of the door that we think is locked, but is wide open. And he said, I want to come in. I want to transform your thinking. He is the one that renews our minds. Remember, our lives are moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Are we, are we predisposed towards the things of Jesus, his way? Or are we predisposed to things of the world, the world's way? Because those thoughts will affect the direction we travel. As Freedom Church, as a church pastor, I want to see people set free. I want our church family set free. I want the community we serve set free. Your mind can hold you back from what God has got for you. And it all starts with our minds. Can I invite you wherever you are right now to stand? Whether you're watching from home and you're in your lounge, stand. If you're, if you're you know, watching in front of a laptop or whether you're in locations, encourage you to stand if you're able to. And I want us to, to pray. Um, I want us to pray together, that's all right. Worship team, you want to start playing, that'd be fantastic. I want us to, to spend some time ministering to our mind. And so I encourage you, this might look a bit weird and feel a bit strange, but let's just do it anyway. And, um, and put your hands on your head. And I know the mind is much greater than just what's in your head. I've been told there are three brains, apparently, the one in your head, the one in your heart, the one in your gut. And that's a whole other conversation we can have at another time. But for now, put your hands on your head. And I want to pray for our minds. Let's just do that, shall we? Take a moment. Lord, I thank you for the incredible, incredible bodies that you've given to each one of us. That this, this mind that controls our thinking, it's so powerful. Lord, and you gave that to us. But I want to pray right now for all the people who are watching and listening Lord, that you would renew their minds. Transform their thinking, I pray. For those who are feeling in a downward spiral, Lord, would you help them press the pause button and to see things in a different way. For those who feel like they're behind a locked door their mind has told them about, Lord, would you lean across them and just push it open and they would realise the truth and it would set them free.
Lord, where people are stuck in strongholds, would you break those strongholds in the power and the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Lord, would you be the centre of our desires? Lord, would, if our strongest desire is the thing that controls the future of our lives, we want our strongest desire to be placed, placed around you, that we are people who be Jesus-focused, we pray. We are people of you, people of, who walk the way of Jesus. Amen. And I just want to finish just by saying, if, if that has been important to you, if you've sensed that God is at work in your mind today, do get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Take time. Enjoy being together, praying uh, that people's minds and thinking would be unlocked. What would happen if we as Freedom Church saw things as Jesus saw things, that our thinking would be transformed, that our future would be affected by our thoughts of today, and we see unlocked doors flying open. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you so much for listening. For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk. Thank you for listening.